morning, everybody. Uh, it's good to be here uh, in the house of the Lord, and um, it's good to come together as uh, believers and as a body of Christ and uh, get to worship Jesus today and just focus on Him. Um, it's, it's good to see everybody. Um, if you could uh, turn your Bibles to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verses 14 through 16. Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, um, and he's discussing um, the topic of our relationships as believers with unbelievers. He says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial, which that's another name for Satan? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Um, I think sometimes when we think about unequally yoked, a lot of times the thing that comes to our mind is um, marriage. Like, and of course, uh, Christians should only be marrying other Christians. Um, uh, and also we think about, um, there's also the topic of if two unbelievers are already married um, and then one becomes a believer, what that looks like after that. Um, but that's not uh, what Paul is focusing on here, although the Bible does speak to that situation. Um, but here he's just speaking to, in general, um, believers and unbelievers, whether that be a work relationship uh, whether that be at school with classmates, uh, whether that be even with family members, just anywhere um, there's unbelievers. And of course, we all know there's unbelievers everywhere in all situations. So anytime we have a relationship with an unbeliever, that's uh, what he's speaking to. And um, so I want to just speak just for a moment, I guess, what it's not talking about here. Um, of course, it's not talking about we should separate ourselves from unbelievers. Um, it's not saying that we should try to avoid unbelievers whenever we get the opportunity. Um, it's not saying that we should turn our noses up at unbelievers as though we're you know, somehow better than them or something like that. Um, it's definitely not saying that. Um, it says in Mark chapter 16, 15 and 16, uh, it says, and he said to them, just Jesus, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever, belie whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So here it is. This is it's our mission to actually be around unbelievers, um, to show them the same love uh, Jesus showed us, the same grace and mercy that was showed upon us um, when Jesus went to the cross and uh, died for our sins. And so it's actually our calling to be around unbelievers. Um, I know as a believer, uh, I decided that I was going to try to go work at some factory jobs. And, um, but it was kind of funny, though, because some of the, the, the people around me would be like, be careful, you know, um, you know all the filthy language, um, all, you know, all the drugs, um, all the, uh, the hatefulness that can come sometimes in places like this. And I just would think, you mean like, you know, the same filthy language I used to use? You know, the same drugs that I used to do, 
uh, the same hatefulness I had for others um, that I used, you know, that I used to have. And all I could think was, I, I don't see it like that. I, I see this as an opportunity to to go in there and you know to be the hands and feet of Jesus, because we know the one that can change all that. Uh, we know the one uh, that can forgive those sins. And so it's an opportunity to be around unbelievers. So he most certainly is not talking about that. Um, but what he, what he is saying is um, we need to be careful um, in our relationship with unbelievers. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah says, when oxen of different sizes are yoked together, they go in circles. Um, and when you were yoked together, a yoke is a farming device that was used like two farm animals would have a yoke and it's like a wooden cross centerpiece that connected the two animals together. And that's what a yoke is. And he says, similarly, an intimate binding partnership between a believer and a non-believer cannot be productive. So, you know, you have a believer and an unbeliever and you're trying to do the work of the Lord. You, you'll just end up going in circles, he says. Um, and you cannot be productive for the Lord if you are in a binding relationship. And he says, believers should be in relationships with non-believers, but they should be showing and sharing Christ, not exercising the filthiness of the flesh. When a non-believer starts having the greater influence over a believer, something must change. So when you start to realize you're in a relationship with someone, an unbeliever, and they're having the greater influence on you rather than you having the influence for the Lord on them, we need to try to recognize that and something will have to change in that sense. Um, and you may be thinking, um, you know, I've already been too worldly in front of my unbelieving friends and it's too late. I, I can't make a difference now because they've already seen me be too worldly around them. But the good news is that's not true. Um, what, what we need to do is um, we need to repent. You know, we need to change our mind about the sin that is influencing us, not to be mad at the unbeliever because our battle is not with them it is a spiritual battle, and, um, and they don't see it. So we, we continue to love them, and that's how we do it. But if they're influencing us greater, we need to turn from that sin and turn towards the Lord. Um, it, it will take, you know, prayer, constant prayer in these issues. Uh, it takes, once again, you know, it's, it's kind of simple, but, you know, getting in the Word and applying it to our lives. And only, I believe only two things will happen um, that unbeliever is either going to quit communicating with you when you turn towards the Lord and quit doing the things of the world with them, um, or they're going to see the change in you. Because when you change, when you turn to the Lord and you start applying applying His life, His ways to your life, there's going to be a change. That's just what He does. That's who He is. And either they're just going to quit communicating with you, or they are going to desire what you have. And then that's our ultimate purpose as Christians, is to turn um, and to have the influence that sends them towards the Lord. Like, that's our purpose as Christians. So, of course, we need to be around uh, unbelievers. Um, when, when you have God on your side, uh, don't ever think you have lost the ability to influence unbelievers. Uh, Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart. 
and my portion forever. So look to and trust in his strength and not your own when separating from worldly influences. Um, and just let us pray. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to come together and look to you, look to your truths, um, experience you as a body of believers. And just ask that you uh, open our eyes and our hearts um, to worldly influences and relationships that are having a negative impact on our walk with you and to look to you and trust in you to help us with the strength to get past that um, and to bring the unbelievers closer to you rather than us to the world. Um, and just ask that if there's any loss that come in here today, any unbelievers, that they encounter you, Lord, and that they be saved. And uh, just be with us in truth and spirit. Be with the preaching today. Be with the worship. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.